is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and Michael Hopkins. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM, Raleigh. Oh yeah, I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm Michael Hopkins. And we are absolutely stoked, thrilled, ecstatic to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation. Keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all the NC State sports. Explosion. That was Bell Bottoms, the John Spencer Blues Band, to get us started off on Packers Live Sports Show. Michael, how is it going? How's your week? Uh, things are going well. The weather's crappy, but the day is great. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yesterday, I think it, I don't remember if it rained yesterday or not, but it was supposed to rain. It was incredibly warm and humid. I remember that much. Like, it was not hot, but I was sweating. Yeah, it was, it was a strange day. The weather has been really up and down lately. It's so weird. It's like, North Carolina, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like, hey, uh, we can't have all four seasons within a week. North Carolina is just like, <laughs> try me. <laughs> yeah, aren't we supposed to have snow uh, next week or something like that? I saw that. In, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I'm almost certain like it was on the 10-day forecast. There's a possibility for snow. We're going to look it up now. But what's on the docket? As I look up the weather, what's on the docket for Packers Life today? So, so what we got on the docket for today is we got enough time at the end of the show. I'm going to make a really smoking hot take at the end. Uh, we're going to be going over XFL scores, our Super Bowl reaction since uh, we missed last week, but we have to kind of hit that since that's a uh, big headline that happened recently. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way. Uh, we'll be talking men's basketball and how they're doing so far. Then we'll lead it off to women's basketball and uh, their successes this year. Um, we'll finish it up with the tennis team and how they're doing along with the track and field, leading it up to the swimming and diving gymnastics. And then how about we start it off with wrestling? You know what, Michael? That's a great idea. NC state wrestling is ranked number three in the country, Woo! which is really good by my measures. Um, our last match, I guess mm -hmm. was against UNC ranked number Eight in the country, and what happened, Michael? We beat them! We beat UNC. It's perfect. It's beautiful. We're now 13-0 on the season, 3-0 in the ACC, and this is the seventh consecutive time we've beaten the Tar Heels in wrestling, which is an all-time record for consecutive wins in the series. Tied it. All we got to do is beat them one more time, and we set an all-time record. So what we have to do now is when UNC when we go to UNC for the basketball game after they beat us in basketball, we just have to wait for wrestling season, which is right now. But like that's what <laughs> we just have to say all throughout the um, all throughout the year. Just I got to wait I for wrestling. I got a better idea. Let's just send them an invitation, tell them to come on over again, and we'll and say, hey, double or nothing. But we just go over and we just beat them again because that's our, that's just like a routine just at this point. A, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tradition at NC State. <laughs> We've never lost. To UNC in wrestling. The, in that wrestling. one sport we've never lost since I've been here. And we're not going to do it again. We beat them 19-14, to 14, so in actually a pretty close uh, match. Jacob Comico got the win at 125 pounds for NC State, as well as Tarek Wilson 
uh, defeated the UNC wrestler ranked number 10, Wilson ranked number 11, and he picked up the W at 141 pounds. Number two, Hayden Hidley got the win at 157 pounds, defeating number 15, A.C. Hidley. Number 18, Daniel Bullard got the win at 174 pounds. Number three, Trent Hidley defe- defeated a major or got the major decision with uh, Joey, Joey Mazzara at 184 pounds. And Deontay Wilson finished it off at 285 pounds with a win. So those are all the, um, actually with a lot of victories, I guess all of those matches were pretty close because it was, a, as far as points go, we didn't win by that much. Up next for NC State Wrestling, as my cursor flew away, I think we're playing Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, number number seven, Virginia Tech, February 14th, which is tomorrow at uh, Valvano Arena, or Arena, at Reynolds Coliseum at 7 o'clock p.m. Be there or be square. Well, it is Valentine's Day, so you can uh, you can take your date and go watch a wrestling match where you can take her to watch bunch of dudes that are way more fit than you do like one of the most ancient and manly sports ever (laughs) i think it's a great place for a date it'd be a good it'd be a good trip for sure if she loves nc state sports which she should and if she doesn't she's not a keeper she should love nc state sports you gotta break up with her at that point fellas if you can't take it deal breaker (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't uh, have a valentine michael <laughs> that makes two of us <laughs> will you be my valentine michael maybe i will what not even a yes <laughs> what the heck you're gonna turn me down on live radio you utter cretin wow i rescind my offer to be your valentine michael i rescind it you know what? Same for the consideration. Oh, you were saying the consideration? <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about gymnastics now. We beat Pittsburgh 196.025 to um, whatever they had. We won. That's what's important, Michael. We won, unlike you not being able to win my heart because you turned down my Valentine offer. What did I do? You turned it down on live radio. It's okay. Anyway, we had a 48.925 um, on the uh, bars led by Katie Cox with a 9.825 and a pair of 9.800 scores by Lauren Kent and Emily Shepard. On the vault, Shepard had a 9.875 and that she finished on the podium for the fifth consecutive meet with a three-way tie for first place with a career-best score for her. Freshman Chloe Negriti also tied her career high score, posting a 9.800, which helped the Wolfpack secure a score for 48.7 or 48.700. On the floor, Negriti earned a career high score on the floor with a 9.875 and tied for second place. Alexis Buechler scored for 9.875, was well tying or was or as well tying her high score. Tying her career high score and getting a second place finish. Casey Nelson had her career high, posting a 9.850, and Drew Grantham recorded a 9.900 on the floor, which was a first place finish. On the beam, the Wolfpack tied its season high score in the event with a 49.125. Grantham led the way for the Wolfpack on the rotation, posting a career best 9.950. 
and taking first place. Way to go. Negriti crossed the 9.90 threshold on the beam for the first time in her career, tabbing the 9.925 for her second place finish. With upcoming events, we go against New Hampshire and UNC February 15th at 4 p.m. Valvano Arena in Reynolds Coliseum. So what you can do if you like Reynolds, which you should, again, this is a deal breaker here if you're thinking about taking your date, you can go to the wrestling match Friday night in Reynolds and then go to the gymnastics meet in there Saturday afternoon. Wrestling and then gymnastics. Yeah, it's a whole weekend at Reynolds. Back to back. It's it, you it's know that, perfect. Michael, did you know that they have a different setup for the different events and sports? I would assume they did. Yeah, did you know that uh, it's it's like completely different? I but mean, both I, of them have a floor. <laughs> I know they both have. I mean, what are you? Gonna I'm just stand telling you, Michael. On? I'm just I'm just telling you. I'm letting you know. I would assume they have a floor. I mean, what are you going to stand or jump or wrestle on? No, but they have a mat. Like when they have a wrestling thing, a wrestling match there, there's a big mat. And then when they have the floor, they have the bouncy floor, but but the bars, but the beam, but and the vault. But you have to have a floor to put the mats on. Well, yes, <laughs> but I was talking about a floor as in the fact that a floor, the floor is actually an event for gymnastics. I know the floor is an actual event. That's, yeah, I was letting you know. I was, I was kind of, I don't know what I was doing there. I was trying to make something out of that. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, swimming and diving. Both men and women defeated Virginia Tech to end the regular season. The women got the win, 181 to 114. Uh, for the one meter, Madeline Klein got a second place finish. That's the one eight- meter race. That's the one. No, it's a dive board. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> you should say- see Michael's face. He, he's like, wait a second. I like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, something's not right here. Okay, so she got a second place finish at 281.48. The 200 meter, uh, 200 medley relay, Burkhoff, Hansen, Rowe, and Alons. Alons. Okay, I had trouble reading it that could for be a Alons. second. A- I don't know. Alons. First place with 138.22. With the th- wait, hold up, really quick. Yes. Is Alons just a really hick way to say that? Alons or because it could be Alons, but now I realize saying Alons out loud sounds really hick. I think it just depends on what. End of the uh, what end of the globe you're on? Okay, because okay, so where I'm from, it's a little area. It is spelled A L E R T. What does that what does that spell? Say that again. A L E R T. Like the word alert. What? Alert. Like alert. I need to alert the authorities. Alert the authorities. Yeah. Fire alert. What? How do you think it's pronounced? Where I'm from? Alert. So I just realized I just alerted the name Alons, and I just said Alons. <laughs> yeah, her name's Alon. She's out here. We got a. Uh, anyway, the thousand freestyle. Mackenzie Glover had a second place with a time of ten minutes fifteen seconds point thirty six, and the two hundred freestyle. Kate Moore at first place, minute forty nine point eighty seven, hundred meter backstroke. Emma Muzzy had first place, fifty three point ninety three seconds. 100 breaststrokes, Sophie Hansen with a first place of 10083. 200 butterfly, Kylie Alons, first place with a 158.79. The 50 freestyle with Serena H- Serena Rowe, excuse me, uh, first place 22.80. 
in the 100 freestyle, Julia Poole, who is a breaststroker. Breaststroke is what she might have a shot to go to the Olympics for, but she still won the 100 freestyle with a first-place finish of 50.83 seconds on the diving boards. Madeline Klein had a second-place finish at the 3-meter with a score of 293.78. And the 200 backstroke, Kate Moore had a first-place finish with 156.65. And 200 breaststroke, Olivia Callaghan had a first-place finish with a time of 216.86. With the 500 freestyle, Catherine Burkhoff got a second place finish with 4 minutes, 58 seconds, 0.73. 100 butterfly, Serena Rowe got first place with 55.17. For the men on the 3 meter, James Brady had a third place finish with a score of 319.13. The 200 medley relay featuring Hensley, Kusto, Soblowski, and Kerstanja had a first place finish with a time of 127. Point six four in the 1,000 freestyle. Eric Knowles had a first-place finish of 906.27. The 200 freestyle, Hunter Tap, as in tap water. He's a swimmer. It's in a pool. Moving on. First-place finish, 137.05. The 100 backstroke, Coleman Stewart had a first-place finish with a 45.51 100 breaststroke. Rafael Custo had a first-place finish with 55.73. I could go on all day with these first place finishes, but keep going, Michael. <laughs> okay, so 200 Butterfly with Zach Brown got a second place finish with a 1 minute 46.10. With the 50 Freestyle, Niles Corstanja with a first place 19.70. That is really wicked fast. 100 Freestyle, Niles Corstanja also got a first place 43 seconds, .79. One meter, James Brady with a first place of 344.18. 200 backstroke, Jacob Johnson with a second place with a 146.7. Yeah, and the uh, 500 freestyle, I don't know why I did that sound there. Curtis Wiltsay had a first place finish of 427.67. 100 meter butterfly, Coleman Stewart, a first place finish with 46.6. And upcoming... Next, that's all the first place people. We can't list everybody, but if you want to race, by goodness, you're going to get your name said on Packers Life Sports Show. You better believe it. Upcoming events, ACC Championship is February 19th. That's for the women's, and then for the men's is a week later, February 26th, is when it starts. Awesome. So now we move on to track and field. On day one, we're going to start it off with the women's 800-meter run. Sam Bush finished it off with a... 216.22 and with the men's we got Aries Epps finishing it with a 154.61 Ben can I just comment no go ahead yeah no I'm just like very funny uh, oh, no, right. that is freaking booking it <laughs> 154.61 on a half mile what was your half mile when I ran track the fastest I ever did was two and a half minutes flat that's the fastest I've ever done and I was in the best shape of my life, which I am nowhere near right now. Do you think you could beat him with your motorcycle? Maybe. <laughs> could a, wait, could a person? Isn't it something that a person can outrun a horse in a in a short sprint because you can get started faster? Like, I, couldn't a person a person have a better forty yard time than a horse? It's funny you mentioned that. I think Chad Ochocinco Johnson tried that once. I believe he tried that once. While you're looking that up and trying to fact check and check fact check me here, I'll move it on down. So for the women's mile, we got Anna Vest finishing off with a 
five minute and seven second time with the men's mile. We got Tim Basin with a four minute and 29 second mile. That's booking it too. The women's 600 meter hurdles with the prelims. We got Allie Henson finishing it off with an 8.78 along with the finals in that same event. Allie Henson finished it off with an 8.62 and a second place finish. Men's 60-meter hurdles with the prelims. we got Cameron Murray finishing it off with an 8.05. In the same event on the finals, Cameron Murray finished it with an 8.09. Almost the exact same time on both of them. Like, that is that is really close. Right now I'm watching a, uh, a YouTube video with all the animals that Usain Bolt can outrun over 100 meters. So far, they have a pig, a squirrel. Hold up, it's moving. That's Usain Bolt, though. Yes. That's the fastest man well, in the world. Yes, well, human. Elephant, 15 miles an hour. Dang, I would have thought elephants were faster than that. I would hope you'd be able to outrun an elephant. Road Imagine runner. if an elephant was coming after you. 20 miles an hour. But, like, like, okay, so I know bears can run, like, 30 to 35, which always, like, surprised me when I first heard that. Mm-hmm. So I would have reasoned that as large as an elephant is, it would have been able to run faster than 15 miles an hour. Thing is, even though it's going 15, you ain't stopping at 15 miles an hour. Well, you're not, but I, I just, I really would have thought it was faster. All right, so he can outrun we... an elephant, road run, Jack Russell Terrier, 25 miles an hour. Okay, okay, let's get back on topic. Men's weight throw. We got Tyson Fortenberry oh, finishing. He can outrun off. a car in a school zone. 25 miles an hour. He can outrun a car in a school zone. I would think so. I'm just I'm I'm letting you know, Michael. If it's a if it's I'm a keeping... typical if it's a typical school zone, with people being like, "Yeah, I obey the speed limit school zone," when most people usually don't. But anyway, let's get back with men's weight throw. We got Tyson Fortenberry with a 61 foot seven inch point seven five. We also got Jalen Spellman with a 43 foot eleven inch and quarter or eleven and one quarter inch women's three hundred or 3,000 meter, excuse me, we got Dominique Claremont finishing it off with a 937.06 and a first place finish. Men's 3,000 meter, we got Ben Verchik with an 838.53. Day two, Ben, what do we got there? Women's 600 meter qualifying, Megan Igbenadolor. She had an 8.44 in the 16, uh, in the prelims, Kylie Wright had a 7.64, and Alicia Barr had a 7.76. Um, let's see. The rest of it, the Women's Camel City Mile, Savannah Shaw had a 4.52.44. And in the Women's 3,000-meter, Kelsey Camille had a 9.18.23. And in the Men's Mile, Philip Hall had a 4.11.41. Their uh, upcoming events are today at New Mexico. It's the Don Kirby Elite Invitational. That's all we have for you for track and field. Moving on, tennis. Number uh, 14 in the country for the men's team. They defeated Princeton on the road 4-1. to one. Let's go. So in the doubles, we got ordered finish in 1-3-2. So number one, we got 32, Tadis Babalis. And uh, I'm having trouble with these names. I'm sorry. Yanni Barkai. The tennis team is the hardest one. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of figured that out doing that one today. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No offense to them, but I was like, holy cow. Uh, Yanai Barkai for NC State defeated number 13, Ryan Segerman and Peyton Holden of Princeton, 6-4. to four. Uh, Alexis 
Galamaru and Robert Terzak. Yeah, Robert Terzak of NC State defeated Damon Rodriguez and Justin Barkai of Princeton 7-6. to six. Yeah, that was good to clinch the doubles points. All you need to do, is, doubles point, I'm sorry, is win two of three doubles matches. And those two, if you win all, like win the best of three in doubles, you get that doubles point. Um, and then the rest of the six singles matches are all are just worth one point each. And that's why every single tennis match always has a score of four to blank because it is just best of seven. Sometimes, however, they do continue. Let's say we won four to one, but sometimes they'll play out the rest of the matches just so these players can get to play. Um, it's kind of like volleyball with sets. They just count the number of sets that were won or lost mm-hmm. at the end of it. So with the singles, Alexis Gallino defeated Ryan Sagerman of Princeton uh, 6-3 and 6-2. Uh, Rafa Luca defeated Damian Rodriguez of Princeton 6-0, 6-0. And then uh, Martins Rackens defeated uh, Princeton tennis player Six to two, seven to six, and those are with the doubles point that we got. Those are the three points that we needed to get that four-one win. Upcoming events: they have the ITA National Indoor Championships that starts tomorrow. The time is to be announced at this moment. But let's move on to the number eight ranked or number eight eight ranked women's team. <laughs> they defeated number seventeen Princeton four to nothing. Then unfortunately they lost to number two UNC four to one, but they bounced back and defeated the number three Georgia Bulldogs four to one with a historic upset, according to my sources. So in the doubles, Ben, what do we got? Anna Rogers, who's in the number one duo in the whole country, Anna Rogers and Elena Smith defeated the number forty second ranked duo six to two. Um Jada Daniel and Adriana Remy. Um, also one for the for us to clinch that doubles point. Moving on to the singles, uh, Elena Smith won as well, as well as Anna Rogers. She's, wow, so she, Elena Smith is number 20 in the singles, and Anna Rogers is number 43, but together, they're the best duo in the nation. You better believe it. Yeah, but that was unfinished against Rogers. Number 30, Adriana Remy defeated number 90, Marta Gonzalez, 6-4, 6-3. And that was enough for us to get the 4-1 win over third-ranked Georgia. One of the girls next to me in my philosophy class, she had, like, the garb that the athletes wear yeah. that they're given. And so I asked her what team she was on. She was on tennis team. Ah, so she contributed to that big upset we got against Georgia. Well, she's a freshman, so I'm not sure how much she contributed. I'm in. Okay. She's on the team. Liz Norman lost, but I'm in history class with her, so that's a shame. But she's really cool. We're it's a very discussion based class. Everyone has like name tags, so everybody knows everybody. Oh Devin yeah. Devin Daniels is in that class too. It's I'm fun. super cool. It's funny when you when you start <laughs> uh when you start getting like becoming a senior and whatnot, you get those classes that are more discussion based. Mm-hmm. You might still have some really tough exams in that class, but they're so much fun because you know you get to talk about topics because you're getting down to the nitty gritty of what you're wanting to do for a career. Mm-hmm. So you're discussing things that you actually enjoy for the most, or to, to some extent, yeah. which makes it, which I thoroughly enjoy those classes. I'd enjoy those. So you're enjoying ones. your beginning of your senior year. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's kind of bittersweet because I, I transferred here. So I've only been here like two calendar years. Mm-hmm. So it's going to, it's going to stink when I have to leave. But at the same time, 
I've enjoyed my time here. See, so. here I am, been here four years, ready to graduate in May, and it will be sad to leave college, but I really cannot be more ready. I'm so done with classes and studying. I have a seven-page paper in that history class <laughs> due Sunday night. I haven't really started it, but I did get to pick my own like question, historical question, and I have to write a historical paper on it with primary sources and secondary sources. And it's like, it is really interesting, but it, I'm just, I'm lazy. I don't want to do schoolwork. I want to do work, work. Don't procrastinate, my guy. I want guy. work, work for money, not school work <laughs> for no money. Don't go by the philosophy of it's, of do tomorrow, do tomorrow. That's how I've gotten through my college career, Michael. <laughs> Still, dude, you got to you gotta finish strong, man. Use this last semester to finish strong. I wish I, nah, my GPA has gone down since my senior year started. Because, like, my aid is already, like, finalized. They're not going to take it away unless I failed, so... Before I had to keep like a three five just to keep it, and then like once they give you your aid at the beginning of the year, and then boom, yeah, your boy's at like a three three by now. So three hey, three five. Graduating with a good GPA, my guy. Congratulations. Thank you. Anyway, we're gonna take our first song break. Yes. Um, this is one selected by me. This is an artist that I found on TikTok. On TikTok. Yeah. There's a no. lot of good musicians on TikTok. No. Yes, there is. Her name is. I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth on TikTok. It is a. It is, <laughs> it's big. It's big, Michael. A lot I'll of songs are blowing it. up on TikTok. And then, like, hey, Old Town Road came from TikTok. Hey, you like that song? Is that the, it is a good song. But did. Okay, came from TikTok. So is TikTok. That's how it blew up. Hold on. Is TikTok becoming the new SoundCloud? Because I know, like, that's how a bunch no, of rappers came. It's came bigger really than big. SoundCloud, in my opinion, to make a song big, for sure. You I ever mean, heard the song Roxanne? You got. By the police? No. Roxanne, Roxanne, why you gotta? Don't make me sing it. You've not heard that song. I've heard that song. That's exactly what's by too. Oh well, I don't know who I it's by. Dude, did you not grow up with classic rock or something, or am I living under a rock? Maybe I. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're thinking of different Roxannes. I think we are. We'll discuss this off. The air. one, uh, the one Roxanne I'm thinking of is like over half a billion plays because it was a big TikTok song. And so you hear a soundbite on TikTok of a song. They may have covered and it. And if it's catchy, people go listen to it on Spotify. And there are a lot of really good songs. Anyway, I found this artist. Her name is Callie Shore. I listen to her music. Um, she's kind of got like a punk country vibe a little bit. It's a little bit of country, a little bit of punk. Um, I, the song I picked for you guys was Who, What, When, Where, Why, which if you're doing improv is kind of what you want to figure out when you're making a scene, but I thought it was a good song. We'll be right back on Pack is Life Sports Show. That was Who, What, When, Where, Why by Callie Shore. You are listening to 88.1 WKNC FM HD1 Raleigh. This is Pack is Life. I'm Michael Hopkins alongside my partner in crime, Benjamin Denton. But and not your Valentine. Throwing shade at me, man. Come Bro, on. you were the one that turned me down. I was on a roll. <laughs> Not my Valentine, though. Huh. It was a good. It was a good um, segue, bringing us back. Because it was a good segue. I was on a roll, and then you threw shade at me. Bro, that's what I do. <laughs> Broke my heart, Michael. You know what? It slipped across you know me. Just like you know who I'm gonna ask. Who? John. Mm. That's right. That's perfect. 
but <laughs> I used to do this show with John, and you're okay That's with me just I'm going back with it's who perfect, I used to be with? Though. Oh, that, you're okay with that? You're okay with just going back with who we used to be with? Is that what you're okay with? I'm going to play the fifth. Again. What kind of relationship <laughs> is this, Michael? I wouldn't be okay with you asking for your previous partner. Let's move on. Clearly, like, you're not as committed to this relationship as I am, Michael. Oh, get out of here. You don't <laughs> know me. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me, Michael, because you don't care about this relationship. All right. Turning me down on live radio. All right. So, segueing back into women's basketball for uh, NC Ow, State. What is that segue? We're segueing into it because we got to move on. <laughs> I won't move on, Michael. Move on. We gotta. You gotta grow up and move on, Ben. <laughs> oh, you said grow up. Oh, funny. You oh, should say. I did. Oh, oh okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, as we should. Going to women's basketball. First time since the KYAO era that they are ranked this high. They are number four in the nation. So. They defeated the Clemson Tigers 79 to 60. Aislinn Koenig led the team with 23 points, three blocks, two steals, and two rebounds. She was all over the place. Doing everything it needs doing. Hey, somebody's got to do you it. You like that analysis there? <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Later on, they defeated the Duke Blue Devils in a tight game, which was 63 to 60. Squeezed out the win there. Elisa, Elisa Kunane led the team with 27.7 rebounds and one steal. Performing at a high level, as always. Then they defeated the Virginia Tech Hokies, 71-59. to Elisa Kunane led the team again with 17 points, 16 rebounds, and one block. Finishing it off with a double-double and getting three wins in a row on the road, which is not easy to do in the ACC. We're 23-1 and on the season. Ranked number four tonight. Get the host- one seed. We're hosting Louisville, who is 21 and 3 on the season and ranked number 9 in the country. Let's go. That's at 7? Seven? 7 o'clock. My boy Reynolds Thomas come. told me it was 8. He was like, You want to go to the women's game Thursday? I'm like, I'm not sure. We fact checking We fact checking him on live air right now. Bro, Thomas, if you're listening, you said 8 o'clock, fool. And I'm hearing here, I'm having to hear from Michael, who turned me down for my Valentine, by the way. That is at 7 p.m. We would have been an hour late to the game. Unbelievable, Thomas. Step up your game. Reynolds Coliseum, 7 o'clock p.m. Be there and support our ladies playing against the Louisville Cardinals. Let's get this win. This might be a national championship team. I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. I'll go ahead and say it. I don't believe in jinxing teams, but I don't want to take my chances. So I think, personally, they're going to get the one seed, and if they get the one seed, Final four. that gets them bare minimum. Final I four. think I think they're a Final Four team at the bare at the bare minimum. They have all the pieces. A dominant, dominant force on the inside with Lisa Kunane. I mean, she had 27 points of R63. When you go watch the games, the entire offense is built around her. They surround her with shooters and a point guard that can either score or distribute the ball with Ace Koenig. It's it's just an all-around great team, and they're super fun to watch. So And you've got a mastermind in the head coach of Mr. Wes Moore. He's done a everything phenomenal done. job, obviously. What a thing to say when his team's ranked number four in the country. Oh, yeah. He's doing a great job. But, yeah, highest since KL, and that was a, that, what a legend to follow, and he's, he's been doing a fantastic job. Um, so on to less exciting news. We have the men's basketball team. 
Now we have lost. We lost to Georgia Tech, Carolina, and then Louisville. The Carolina game was we already talked about, but that was just depressing. <sighs> we had an opportunity for a signature win, which is so important for the NCAA. It's why we didn't make the tournament last year. That was the number one thing they said is NC State didn't have a big win over a good team. We beat Auburn, though, last year, did we not? But Auburn wasn't good when we beat them. Auburn Auburn was number seven in the nation. Well, they weren't good before the tournament. They were a five seed. They went to the final four. Yeah, but before the tournament, they were just a five seed. They're in the SEC. But they were just a five seed before they the tournament. They played against Kentucky All and I'm saying was and Georgia. If we had, I read the article where the committee talked about it, and they said if we had maybe, for instance, the close game against Virginia, which you were at, if we had pulled that game out, I think we would have been a tournament team because that would have been a signature win over. And we had lots of opportunities, too. We played Virginia again in the yep. ACC tournament, played them close. Yep. And so it wasn't like we only had one or two. We had like four or five games that we lost to really good teams. Well, you, you got to win one, which is this, this is this is a segue. This is a great segue to talking about what's left on the schedule for NC State men's basketball, and I know what you're thinking. Are they a tournament team? Well, right now it doesn't look like it, but we're We've not. we to find out. Yeah, it's not all doom and gloom because there's still a shot. Again, we're 16-8, and 7-6 and six in the ACC. We got redemption opportunities coming up. Would you like me to tell, tell them what games we got coming yeah, up? Yeah, hit them. So, we got Boston College on February 16th. Not the best opportunity to go to the tournament, but the one following up immediately after, February 19th on Wednesday, at PNC Arena, we play the Duke Blue Devils and Coach Mike Shishevsky. They come to town, and we got opportunity at Redemption to go to the tournament. Then immediately after, on February 22nd, we have the Florida State Seminoles coming to town. That's another opportunity at it. Then we got an opportunity at Revenge in Chapel Hill on the 25th of February against the UNC Tar Heels. Should I go further on? We got Pitt on the 29th, and then we got Duke again in Cameron Indoor Stadium on March 2nd, and then our final game of the season. It's hard for me to believe that the season's already nearing a close. It's depressing. But March 2nd, Wake Forest, we have an opportunity there. So we have three big legitimate opportunities to make a bid for the tournament and make our voices heard. Here's the thing. We need one of those. I think it'd be very unrealistic to expect us to win two. So (laughs) this is what needs to happen. I think if we go 5-2, and two, as in we beat all the teams we're better than, Boston College, UNC, Pitt, and Wake, if we beat those four teams and then beat Duke once or beat Florida State, we're a tournament team, I think, for sure, because that puts us at 21-10, and 10, pretty high at the end of the season, 5-2, and two, which since we've won two straight, we would have finished the last 10 games. We would be 8-2 and two over the last 10. A really good win in there. I if, say, I say... Don't just settle. Set the standard high. Let's just, I know it's easier said than done, Ben, but let's just beat them all and be done with it. Right. Let's just beat them all and be done with it. Kevin Keats is a winner. Markel Johnson is a baller, a PT peer, in the words of Dick Vitale. Let's go in there, beat Boston College, beat Coach K all the way back to Durham. Let's take care of Florida State, knock them on back to Tallahassee, and get revenge on UNC and make the tournament. Let's get it done. All right, I was a little, I was a little, I was a little passionate there. <laughs> I want to see it Could happen, man. Re- I uh, I do as well. Here's another thing that can happen. I think if, and this is where we would need, I think, a lot of help. 
if we go four and three and get one win, so we so let's say we blow a game either against UNC, Pitt, Wake Forest, or uh, Boston College. We blow one of those. So we go three and one in the in the games we need to win, and then we go one and two in the other games. That puts us going four and three. We're finishing twenty and eleven with that signature win. I think that puts us on the inside of the bubble, especially if we win a couple games of the tournament. Here's what's going to keep us out of the tournament. We go 0-3 against the big teams, and we win the other four. I think if we finish 20-11 and 11 with all three of those losses being to Duke, Duke, and Florida State, we're outside looking in unless we do something big in the tournament. And, of course, if we lose all three and then blow one to two of those other games, not even sniffing the tournament. I believe in this team. I truly believe in this team. I don't care what the national headlines are. I don't care what the local headlines are. I believe in this team. I believe they will stand up to and rise to the occasion and get the job done. So what have you seen from the team that makes you believe so passionately, Michael? I don't need to rest my case on that. All I need to say is I believe that this team will get it done. I've seen enough of them this year to be able to get the job done. Congratulations, Michael. You are now an NC State fan. Woo! I don't need <laughs> And previous performance to endorse my love of this team. I love NC State. That's that's the true NC State. Now, I believe that they're going to get it done. Whose fault is it if we lose, Michael? This is your your test. Your like final question. This Who, is my final question. Whose fault is it going to be if we don't get if it done? If we lose any any given game that we lose, whose fault is it? We're not going to get it done with that kind of attitude. So but, let's just no no knock no no, no. I, no. Throw that attitude in the th- trash. We're no. going to. No, you are no. right now. You're being a partial NC State fan. I need the full thing. Who do we blame, Michael? Remember what we talked about. Who do we blame? I have to find out. I have to watch the games and find out. Michael, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Michael. You don't have to watch. An NC State fan does not have to watch the games to know who to blame when we lose. A typical NC State fan, which I am not. I am. You're so close, Michael. So close. Get out of here. All right. So I thought we had it. Moving on from review, you blame the refs. That's the review. That was no, the question. No, you don't. I was so excited. You were very passionately, for no reason, logically, which I'm a fan of, by the way. No logical reason being passionate that we're going to pull through. I believe that we can do it, man. We absolutely can. But I'm saying that's NC State fan right there. But then you let me down with your refusal to blame the refs, and it's it's just it's just sad. You were so close, Michael, to being the perfect NC State fan, and... Throwing shade on me, man. All right, so we're going to be taking another song break? Well, it's your song. Do you want to listen to it? Let's do it. Would you like me to give them details about the song? So this song is by a band called Awake at Last. Uh, This band I happened to find while with a friend. We were just bar hopping a little bit, and we happened to go go into this performing club, and they blew me away with the performance that they had there. I happened to see them live while they were performing this song in particular, which is unobtainable. And you're going to be hearing it right here on 88.1 WKNC. That was Awake at Last and Unobtainable. An excellent song by them. You are listening to 88.1 WKNC FM HD1 Raleigh. This is Pack is Life. I'm Michael Hopkins alongside Benjamin Denton. And we're giving you the latest and the greatest on NC State sports and other sports around the world. Michael, I have to give you props. That was an absolute banger. 
That Thank a, you very much. That was a great. I was not expecting that breakdown at the end of the song. I thought the song was winding down and they hit me again. Ah, oh, it's a great song. I love. I love. I songs added it like to that, my like song, so I literally like the song. Oh yes, they they got a lot of good. They got a lot of really good songs. I'm surprised they don't get the recognition that they do, man. I think it's. I think it is a shame that they don't. But should we get into other headlines and see what's going on with the rest of the sports Here, world? Do you watch the Super Bowl? I did watch the Super Bowl. I watched it with a group of friends. It was a lot of fun. We had a Super Bowl party. You and, and you're having friends thing, Michael. What is this? I can go and call them right now. Do you want me to be the guy that just starts name dropping? No, no, don't name drop. No, I'm not about to do that. <laughs> not on air, no. I have so many friends. <laughs> you're mocking me. No, but, I, okay. <laughs> I watched it at home. Um, I don't re- like if you have anything you want to talk about the game, go for it. But the thing I want to talk about most is the ads. What was the what was your what was your favorite ad? The ads, dude. Like they were. There were some that were great. I'm I, not gonna lie. Some were great. Some were just downright confusing. Yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty much all. Some were just downright confusing. Some of them I just. I just we like we would all be like like we would start talking then suddenly as soon as a commercial came home we were like oh wait it's Super Bowl commercials Shh, you know when we're trying to pay attention like the Snickers commercial was hilarious oh that's great the uh the 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 tie in with Tide <laughs> the Bud Knight and what else did they tie in with that there was like a bunch of brands all in like one ad that went on it's all owned by the same company michael it's a monopoly (laughs) i mean it is but i don't dude i would say that first of all the halftime show was the best in a few years in my opinion and halftime show was great the ads i thought were the best in my recent memory yeah as far as overall overarching i thought there was a lot of good ads every time i saw a really good one i was like oh this is gonna be my favorite and then the one that came on later. Yeah, they're, the ads were really good. Um, the, I don't know. Just some of them just downright confused me. I was like, you know what? I don't want did Super Rob, Bowl. Wait, did Rob Rickle like thrusting out bounty paper towels confuse you, Michael? <laughs> no, not necessarily. I don't want to like name names. But some of them just confused me to the point where I was like, you know what? I watch Super Bowl ads to get a laugh and to be entertained. If I want to be confused, I'll go take quantum physics in another language or something, you know? If I want to be confused, I'll just go do that. As if you could take quantum physics in English and not be confused, Michael. Yeah, I would be totally, like, I would I mean, sit I'm, in there and be like... I would be as well. I'm not sitting here like I'm smart. Like, I, I'm not an engineering major, so I don't know anything about that, so... Well, they're not smart. <laughs> My personal theory is that... All the dumb people go into engineering, and what they do is they tell everyone it's super difficult, and it is for them because they're dumb. And so everyone thinks, like, oh, man, that's so hard. Why do we think it's hard? Because they tell us it's hard, Michael. There's no evidence showing us that they're smart. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it is difficult, my guy. Because my roommate, one of my roommates is an engineering major. Have you looked at the material? All you know is he... I looked at the material and it's right, you're dude. tearing apart my argument here, Michael. <laughs> I hate to be logical on you, bro, <laughs> but oh my God, I gotta be for real. Oh, oh, you're you're about to throw shade at me again, aren't you? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I promise. <laughs> All right. My Super Bowl ad, since you asked, Michael, my favorite one. Yeah, your was, favorite ad was the MC Hammer, the Cheeto Dust one. His head that just popping out good. of random places. Can't touch this. <laughs> that was good. I really that like was that. Good. 
My my the one ad there were two ads that I'd like the Snickers ad because that one was just out of nowhere the element mm-hmm. of surprise with that one. But the one I really liked was when it it was because you know Deion Sanders and a couple of other NFL athletes were kind of advertising. Hey, we want kids to be on a Super Bowl commercial this year, kind of like the big one they had of of last year's Super Bowl where they were kind of they were all in a ballroom and they all started tackling each other, mm-hmm. throwing the football, going crazy, you know, at like an elegant Are dinner. you talking about the opening game commercial? The opening game commercial with the kids running around and everything. Each kid had another NFL team jersey on. I thought, that, and then like the commercial led into them running out into the tunnel. That was so cool, so well executed, and I couldn't help but applaud whenever I saw that. That was Dude, just so good. I, I cannot disagree. That was phenomenal. Also, one of my favorite uh, streamers that I watch in gaming, Tim the yeah. Tatman. He was the... You watch him? He's awesome. You watched him the time, man? I used to. <laughs> Not as much. Him and him and uh Spoonerism are like Wait, so great. wait, wait, wait. How long ago did you watch Tim? Uh for about a year. I went through a little bit of a gamer phase and I was like, eh, I it's watched not a him phase, for, mom. I went I went through it for about a year and then I got bored of it. Well, how it, long so. ago? This was a while ago. <laughs> really? Oh, so you were watching him when he was playing Overwatch? Overwatch, Overwatch. and uh what's the one game that he played with uh was it Smitty and uh, um, Spoonerism? Was uh, it COD? It wasn't COD. Oh, it was Siege or something. Oh, Ra- Rainbow Siege Six or something like that. I don't know, dude. I'm not a gamer. I don't. I don't. I'm know. not either. I I I started watching Fortnite when I started playing Fortnite. I'm really basic. <laughs> so you're a more of an OG Tim fan than I am. But he was in the commercial. I didn't even re- I take didn't it to the house. That. He was the big guy on the tractor. Oh, he I didn't describe even see it. that. Yeah. <laughs> Take it to the house. But you know what? But you know what else is good? Not just Super Bowl ads, but you know what was also good was the XFL. Extra fun league. The extreme football league. Is it is it extra fun or extreme? I think it's universal. <laughs> Either one. I think it's universal. <laughs> so the DC Defenders defeated the Seattle Dragons 31 to 19. That game was a great kickoff for them. I mean, Cardell I Jones. That game. Cardell Jones, man, I haven't seen him actually play since I watched uh, him in the semifinals and the national championship when he was with Ohio State. He did great. You didn't in those. watch the championship game? No, I I did watch. I did watch both. He games. won them. The, oh, I thought you said the, just the semifinal. No, no, I I watched both games. Oh, okay, I was about to say because he, you know, he won the championship. He, oh yeah, I'm well aware of that. One of my best friends, one of my best friends from high school is He's an Ohio Cardale State Jones. fan. Oh, never mind. And let's just say we heard about it for about the next two months. <laughs> but anyway, Houston Roughnecks defeated the LA Wildcats 37 to 17. Their quarterback PJ Walker. Oh. He's, he, dude, he's legit. He is legit. Got a Super like, Bowl ring with the Seahawks. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. He's like the third stringer, but he has one. It, hey, he he was a baller during that game. Too. I watched that. Here's the thing. Uh, the wild, all, all the okay. Here's the rest of the scores really quick. New York Guardians beat the Tampa Bay Vipers, and the St. Louis Battlehawks beat the Dallas Renegades. Here, why, here's why you should care if you like football at all. Is um. It's 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 different. It, it okay. It so here here's what I liked watching the games. They interview players on the sidelines immediately after the play. Yeah. So, you know, guy misses the kick. They're immediately interviewing him, and it's raw, and I love it. They are. You get the coaches' play calls while you're watching the game. You hear the coach exactly, and you he's in the quarterback's ear the whole play. Not it's not a cutoff like with the NFL. And not all the things I'm telling you I think would be a great thing to add to the NFL. But for me, 
it made the viewing experience on TV. You're hearing the, co the coach mic'd up. You hear the quarterback is mic'd up. You hear a good, a decent amount of the players are mic'd up, and you're getting those interviews immediately. There's no extra points. You can go for one point from the two, two points from the five, or three points from the ten. To me, mathematically, you should always just go for two at the five unless you need three points because – I really like this because I think it's safer, but I think it's also still really entertaining, and it does change up the rules a little bit. I think I think it's honestly I think it's good. My only question is, is it sustainable? Personally, I've looked at their business plan, like with what information I could gather, mm -hmm. and th this is this has actually got a shot. I think we will see too, because of course see. they could never compete against the NFL during football season. No way. And no their way. market is football fans that really really like football. So oh, yeah. It's a small market. Um, There's plenty of them. There's plenty of them in America. There's plenty. There's no shortage of that. But while we're on the XFL, may I make my hot take yeah, of the week to go finish for it, it off? dude. We got two minutes. So my hot take of the week. If the gig for this man does not work out with the team that he's at, especially because they're going to be getting a high pick in the draft coming up this year, if it does not work out for him, I think he should go up the road to Tampa Bay, and play for the Vipers because even though I'm an Aaron Murray fan, the Vipers need a quarterback, period. They need a quarterback. I am calling for quite possibly the greatest journeyman quarterback to ever play the game of football. Is it Ryan Fitzpatrick? Ryan Fitzpatrick. I knew it! Also named Ryan Fitzmagic or Fitztragic, depending on the day. I... Say he should go to the XFL should he get cut from Miami and go be a baller of there because look at these stats. Listen to these stats, okay? Last year against the Saints, threw for over 400 yards passing, four touchdowns, and defeated them in the dome. That's not easy, especially when you're playing for the Bucks, as anemic as they are. So, even though he's hot Why and cold. Why is he going to get cut? Because they're going to be drafting to a talk about Iloa. Oh, okay, okay. Or Joe Burrow if they get the if they convince the Bengals so you, to trade their You don't think he find a backup job somewhere? Dude, everywhere this is so weird. Have you seen this? Everywhere that he goes, he becomes a starter at some point. Yeah. When he got drafted by the Rams, he was a third stringer, like practice squad at best. He's a starter like 5 weeks into the season because both quarterbacks go down. Gets traded to the Bengals. Carson Palmer goes down. He's the starter. Goes to the Buffalo Bills. He becomes a starter. Goes to the Jets. Becomes a starter. Goes to the Titans. Becomes a starter. Wait, wasn't he? Was he at the Titans before um, the Bills? I think he's been with seven teams in thirteen years. I'm, yeah, I'm having yeah. a hard time keeping track. But <laughs> I call for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Should that gig fail in Miami, I say go to the XFL, and I will predict that he will be. To the XFL, what Joe Montana is to the NFL. I'm going to go ahead and make it right there. Right now, you heard it first. Ryan Fitzmagic will own the XFL one day. I love it. Well, <laughs> that kind of brings our show to the end. Appreciate you guys listening so much. Up next is the Sweet and Sour Hour. I, um, I remembered it this time. Oh, yeah. Despite the prompt from Andy Reid talking about his grandkids. Anyway, <laughs> that's all we have for you guys today. I'm Benjamin Denton.
And I'm Michael Hopkins. Bye, y'all.